Alright, welcome to this episode of Two Drunk Chops. I'm Chachi. And I'm Cheddar. Uh, welcome. Uh, this week we're going to continue our discussion on uh, car infotainment center technology. Speaking of, you know, connected mobile audio and the list of, you know, top 10 vehicle technologies, you know, for 2018, connected mobile apps was the big one. And we've kind of mentioned, you know, on looking at current year models, uh, or the 20, last year's, the 2017s, still issues with the whole connected apps. Um, when it the, comes to the audio and, right. and, and things like that, yes. So, but uh, I've got uh, a Chevy. It comes with a limited amount of OnStar. And, you know, that's one of the features that I have used occasionally is the ability to use the, the smartphone to remotely start the car when it's cold or when it's hot. Um, to lock the doors if you're for or to make sure they're locked. Um, that's one of the things that the connected mobile app is and, and it works. Yeah. I, I have to say I, I use that on my car, uh, especially at work. Um, you know, getting ready to leave for the day in the middle of winter, I hit that start button and I've got a nice toasty car. Uh, yeah. That key fob range is not enough. No. You- it make yeah that doesn't help you at all in the winter but yeah it is you know that is a nice feature um second one on there is the teen driver technology um yeah neither one of us are at the teen driver stage yet um you know by, i'm a teeny bopper at heart by the time we get there it may not have to worry about it because there may be just autonomous vehicles but uh, i think i'm closer than you are so um, we'll see know, but this is kind of like I think speed limiting, uh, disabling phones, uh, you know, making sure the stereo doesn't come on if seat belts aren't used, you know, giving a report card to the parents. What do you, what do you think about those kind of technologies? Uh, I think anything to help keep a new driver focused on, on the road is, is going to be good. Um, I, I, I can't really say if it's going to be, a bad thing as long as you know there's a way to really know when a kid is driving and when an adult is driving right you know and i have to say i i when i was a kid in driving i just can't imagine this you know the stupid stuff that i was capable of and things that you probably didn't want your folks to know that you were doing i'm sure um because I'm already thinking of the things that I I would want to be able to monitor what my kid's doing. I want to be able to to see every single minute he was in the car. I want to see on a map where they went. Uh, I don't think that's quite what they're talking about just yet. No. But I don't see why they wouldn't make that a possibility in the future. So you don't think that's an invasion of privacy of your kid? That's my kid. And he's under your your roof, right? He's, yeah, absolutely. Especially if I bought the car for him. Not that I'm yet ready to do that. Yeah. Uh, but I, I definitely feel that that they need to earn the respect of me not checking in on them. All right. So the how much uh, so how much technology was in your first car? My first car had AM radio, no <laughs> FM. Notes, no tape, no CD, one, you know, one speaker in it. 
It was a stick shift. It, it had uh, 360 air conditioning. That meant you had three windows open and you went 60 miles an hour. And what car was that? Uh, 1981 Chevy Love pickup truck that oh. my father uh, gave to me. Fancy. Yeah. Well, he bought it brand new in the day, back in the day. You, you got a year newer than me. My, oh, yeah? My first car was a... 1980 full-size Jeep Cherokee. Mm. Two-door yellow. It, uh, again, yeah, it had the sweet, sweet AM radio with one speaker in the dash. And, and listen to this. Had the optional CB radio factory. Oh, breaker, breaker. Yeah. Factory CB radio. Doesn't get better than that. And, of course, that got cut out uh, and replaced pretty quickly thereafter. Yeah, how many subs did you have in there? Um, just no, no more than two at a time. <laughs> uh, Everybody knew you were coming down the street, though. That's for sure. Well, I also cut the muffler off and put on a straight pipe, so uh, that might do it too. So it was they heard either that or the stereo, one or the other. All right, so number three technology is adaptive cruise control. So I use cruise control every day. I would love it if it would be able to maintain uh, a safe distance between the car in front of me uh, automatically. That would just be great. Uh, our buddy has a fairly recent uh, Dodge Durango, and it has the adaptive cruise control, and he loves it. He, he sets it up every single day when he gets in, and uh, it sounds like it's a great feature to have. Yeah, uh, both of our cars uh, have it on there. I don't, you know, daily I'm not on any kind of road. You know, it's a, a side street, so I don't really have a need to uh, use that. Um, I have used it on my wife's car on our, our trips. Um, she has the bigger SUV. Uh, I, I think it's a great feature. Um, you know, it works well. It's... Uh, I think that there's a couple of settings. You usually have a distance setting, and the default one seems to keep you pretty far away um, from the car ahead of you. Uh, what I've noticed on the highway is it leaves a lot of room for cars to cut you off, and it just pushes you back even further because they don't think you're going fast enough. Like if you're trying to pass somebody, you know, and you pull over, then the the car you're behind is going to leave this huge gap, so people like go around you because they don't think you're going fast enough. So usually have to move it off the default and get up to that little bit of a closer setting. Yeah. Well, does your system allow for uh, braking as well? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That all okay. does the braking. That, that's an important right. part of it. Yeah. It, it probably won't let you set a speed that's, or a distance that's so close that it couldn't stop. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think so. Well, the, so the distance is speed dependent. So yeah. there's there's three levels of distance and it depends on what the speed you're going, how far away it's gonna gonna be. Gotcha. Have you ever felt unsafe when using it? Uh, not on my wife's car. On so I tried it out on my car. Uh, you know, the first day I got it and it was really stop and go traffic and it was it was a little bit scary. Like it, I didn't. It was I was uncomfortable with it in stop and go traffic. It really, you know seemed like it got really close before it kicked in and, you know, it would just keep going and then kind of slam on the brakes. Um, mm. so, so I didn't really like it in stop and go traffic. And unless 
you know, I had turned it down a little bit to get a little closer because if I, in that kind of traffic, if you left a huge gap, like I said, there was always cars cut in front of me. And so it just kept slowing down, slowing down and letting more cars in. So I was like, oh, I'll, you know, make it closer. But then it was like, you'd, everybody would speed up to 50 and then come down to a complete stop. And it just, you know, yeah, I just kind of just wanted to drive in that situation. It definitely seems like it's much more meant for the highway uh, not stop and go traffic. All right. All right. Uh, so number four on the list is the LED slash Xenon headlights. You know, Supposedly it's more efficient, but does it matter? Right. Yeah, I guess there's brighter. Um, you know, I, I think the Xenon's been around for a little while. Uh, they've had the halogen. uh you know, they're, they're talking about the swiveling headlights and I'm like, it reminds me like, didn't like Tucker have that in the fifties? I was like, yeah, yeah these, these are a bunch of features that didn't work out. Maybe they'll work out now. Um, the only thing that I get worried about is, you know, they say that, that for the led headlights, they're good for the lifetime of the car. Well, that's great. But what happens when you do need to replace one? Is it going to be a $2,500 replacement? Right. Now, I've heard that, like, in the LED taillights is it's one piece, and that you've got this whole big, you know, piece that you have to replace. You're not going in there and replacing one bulb. You've got, you know, the, yeah. the ones like the the Cadillacs that have the big LEDs all the way across the back of the trunk. If one of those goes out, you know, that's, you got to replace that whole thing. Gone are the days of the $3 light bulb replacement. Oh, yeah. All right, number five on the list is the Android CarPlay or Apple CarPlay Android Auto. Um, you know, I think we've talked about that. Uh, I guess it's up to the manufacturer how to implement it. You know, more and more manufacturers are, are coming on board supporting that. I know Nissan has been a big holdout of that. They have adamantly not supported either one of those. Um, I did just hear that Infinity. Uh, Nissan's luxury brand will be introducing those next year. No word on Nissan itself, though. Yeah, and, and like you said, the important part is how well the manufacturer decides to integrate with the Android Auto. Uh, like the problem you have with yours, where it doesn't uh, actually let you browse the Sirius XM stations or or mess around with the FM, AFM, or AM, FM radio. Uh, it's just a, a huge miss. So if you can get all of those features in the Android Auto and or the, the Apple CarPlay, I think it's going to be a much better system. But until then, all bets are off. Right. All right. That about does it for this week. Um, hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll continue on with some more vehicle infotainment center technology um next week hope to see you there i'm chachi i'm cheddar see you on the flip side